Hey guys, it's my favorite time of the year. Not only is it spooky season, but it's Star Wars season. And we're here with another episode of To Whatever's Way Up. I am your hostess for today, the horror whore, Hope. I also have with me today, Jesse. Hello, I'm here to talk more Star Wars, a series that will never, ever, ever, ever come to an end. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we also have our famous apparent uh, war criminal here, Seth, today. <laughs> oh my God, I'm a war criminal now. Me and Chopper are, are two pieces of pod. Does Chopper have the most kills in the entire Star Wars universe? So 100%. They actually, so they actually, somebody did a, like, like a tally of things. And Chopper has over 55,000 kills. <laughs> I love Chopper. <laughs> Dude, listen. What a what a great idea for a droid. Yeah. And like they there I I actually just watched this today of um I'll have to find the link and and put it in the description or something. But there's a video where a guys like, "Yeah, Chopper doesn't give a fuck." Um there's one episode in Rebels where they're finding a Force-sensitive child and trying to get to it before the Inquisitors. And they found it in a TIE fighter. And and he's talking to Zeb. And Zeb's like, we can't blow it up yet. There's a kid in there. We have to get the kid. And he's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but why? <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> and, just, and then, like, um, they also pointed out in like episode two of Ahsoka, which is what we're here talking about today, in where they're at the um, the refinery or whatever, going after the Inquisitors in Shinhati, and and Hera's trying to put the tracker on their ship, and she's like, "Chopper, we can't just blow it up. There's like people at the refinery down below." And he's like, "That's a bad thing." <laughs> So, like, Chopper is just my favorite. He doesn't give a fuck. He literally has the most kills on record. Yeah. Like, he he outbeats Luke in blowing up the Death Star. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. And for anybody that says, oh, well, you know, blowing up a Death Star or, you know, uh, blowing up uh, any kind of base with a, you know, with with the star, with Death Star, it's like, that, that doesn't count. It's like, that, oh, it's no, not like a direct. Oh, no, they took that into consideration. <laughs> oh, they no, did. they took that into consideration, and he still has the most counts. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, yeah, because like you're not going to blame Alderaan on the guy that pressed the button, right? Like, that's on Tarkin. Yeah, but isn't Alderaan like filled with people? Yeah, but um, there's Alderaan wasn't the most populated planet, and um, okay. and also like he's taken out like Grand Cruisers, like several Grand Cruisers. Oh yeah, I remember those episodes. <laughs> so. Yay, Chopper! Mm. <laughs> Why wasn't there more Chopper in this show? He's in like what four scenes? Uh, disappointing. I know it's that it's so disappointing. Yeah, I, I I think I'm the most cynical of this series. I think it's it's good, it's fine, but it's there's a lot of things that just like mm, no, it could have been better, could have been better. And to go to your point, there like a lot of people were saying that like they wish there was more episodes, they wish there was more involved. Um, 
I do know they had to do a lot of reworking. Yeah. Um, Jesse and I were actually just talking about this. Is mm. um, they had to do a lot of reworking around Balin's character because they didn't know if they were going to recast. They didn't know if they were just going to nix his character. They didn't know what they were going to do. So they left it totally mm. fucking vague because of Ray Stevenson unfortunately passing. And they didn't yeah. know if they like wanted to recast because he did such a fucking amazing job. Or if they're, again, they're just going to kind of like dust it away or whatever. Mm. So there was so much more involved in that. Um, like all the theories of the father, the son and the daughter, like how the last time we see Balaam, he's on a statue of what looks like the, the father and the son. And, mm. you know, who knows if that's foreshadowing or especially since Anakin's there because Anakin's like rumored to be like the new father and then Balin might be the son because Ahsoka is the daughter. I don't know. There's so many different things. And again, they had to rework a lot, but also it's not supposed to be a complete series. It's supposed to technically end with Filoni's movies, which yeah. mm. culminates Ahsoka, Book of Boba Mand- and Mando and all of that all coming together. Yeah. A seven samurai kind of thing. Yes. So. Again, there's so much fucking... We just blew Seth's mind with what we were talking about before we were recording. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just... I hadn't... I hadn't made the connection. I knew about the world between the worlds from the shows, just, like, catching up on lore, and then seeing it in the series, I was like, damn, this is... This is so unique. Like, what a... A, just to see it, like, perfectly represented in live action, just, like, one-to-one. It is exactly the same place as it is oh, in the cartoon. beautiful. Yeah, I just, I was like, wow, they really committed. But then you were telling us that it was inspired by Chronicles of Narnia uh, and the specifically the Magician's Nephew, which is my favorite one out of the series. So, uh, yeah, I, I, wild to me that that was, and uh, j- so much inspiration across this series. Treasure Planet in there, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't get away from Treasure Planet. He, he really, uh, I think, was inspired by that. There's, there's feelings of Star Trek in here. I, I think our franchises are starting to bleed into each other a little as to what we need out of sci-fi i yeah there was a yeah. lot going on well now that star trek has gotten good again so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're yeah. out of the dark years we escaped <laughs> so but it's um with regards to this series the um the reviews for this have been pretty strong overall but i agree that it, it you know for a show called ahsoka there's not much ahsoka in the show she like disappears from like entire episodes, and I'm like, I get it. It's meant to be Rebel season five. I get it, but still, it's like uh, you kind of call Ahsoka. Isn't it more about her? She gets one entire mm. episode dedicated to her when she's in the world between worlds, and the the lesson is that she wants to live. It's like, is that a lesson? I don't see. I, it's I not know. a lesson. That's not the. That's actually not the lesson. What the is lesson it? is, um, forgiveness. She had to forgive herself because she blamed herself for Anakin's turning and creating mm. Darth Vader and creating the Empire, so to say. For mm. she, I mean, that all she thought everything came. Order sixty six, the Empire, Vader, everything, because she left the Jedi and she left Anakin. She felt so much fucking guilt mm. that she basically created all that. And also the fact that she needed to forgive Anakin in general because she had to learn there was still so much good in him 
that there is the dark and the light within everybody, you know, and under mm. circumstances. And he did have like a slight redemption at the end and like he came to terms and he's trying to like through the force be a better person. Uh, but that that's not necessarily like her lesson was to live. It was forgiveness. It was yeah. like forgiving yourself in to live, you know, and forgiving herself for giving up Sabine for training her initially because she thought Sabine was going to be another Anakin after the Siege of Mandalore. So mm. that's why she didn't want to train Sabine because she's like, I'm not having another Anakin on my hands. Well, and then within herself as well, like after seeing her master turn, mm -hmm. she has to wonder if that's within her too. Like that's why she, I think why she ends up going to White Blades is the idea of like, I don't know, I kind of... I'm not even sure if I toe the line here. I think Ahsoka's right. character uh, is kind of coming to terms with like, I don't want to say generational trauma, but like the master to Padawan trauma that comes out of being a Jedi maybe. Um, no, it's true. Yeah, I, th yeah I, think, I think she was genuinely worried about like what does it mean for her, for someone who she believed in as much as Anakin to be able to turn. I mean, she must be able to turn as equally as evil in her own mind you would think yeah. until she's able to forgive herself like you're saying hope well there's even yeah, I in, mean, in the no go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say just real quick i'm gonna give you the lineage of master padawan for for ahsoka so we have yoda mm. we have dooku we have qui-gon we have obi-wan anakin ahsoka sabine Okay. All throughout, alternating is fucking Sith, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yoda's canon temptations, I know, are in the comics and books. Uh, Dooku was straight up. Yeah, that's wild. Okay, yeah. I'm she, tracking. she, she's like my lineage is fucked. My lineage <laughs> is royally fucked. Of course, she's gonna think. Like, <laughs> I changed my mind. It is generational yeah. trauma. That's just straight it up is. generational trauma. It oh, is. Yeah. Well, also at the end, in the last episode, Thrawn even calls her, calls her out and says, "Maybe a Ronin like you deserves to be here by yourself." It's like, you know, I it, love that. where they straight up even use the word Ronin, which is a samurai term for a masterless samurai. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's the first time I think that that word's ever been used in the Star Wars universe. They're kind of just saying, you know what, screw it. It's just use ordinary Earth words. It doesn't matter anymore because <laughs> we're we're stuck. We can't keep making up words, so just use what we know. <laughs> So it makes it makes and more sense. And that's what it was from. The, these nerds are translating anyways. all the Arabesh now. <laughs> mm. Oh man, <laughs> just. But uh, I, I to go back to Ahsoka not being in Ahsoka. We also have to think like in um, Mandalorian. There's plenty of episodes in the Mandalorian that weren't involving a Mandalorian. Yep. So called the Mandalorian. Um, well, Book of Boba Fett, there's a whole episode that doesn't involve Boba Fett. <laughs> two. <laughs> two of them, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this is Mandalorian, season 2.5. But I, I think there's enough, at least with Ahsoka, to to show that there's connection, at least. And it is about her transformation. It's about her mission. It's about mm. not just her, but her now lineage and her mm. prior. So... It, I, I think it's okay with how they planned it out. I know okay. there's a lot of controversy with the first two episodes, like across the board being a little slow. I know Jesse, were very. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seth I, and I had to beg you to come back. 
I, uh, I, I'm of the opinion that for me, this whole show was like a seven out of 10. Like the first half of this season was a dredge to get through. It's so slow. And it, to, to the point where it's like, I mean, there's slow for, for intent, but then there's just slow because it's just not the best editing. There's a lot of like long shots. People just kind of just standing there, not doing anything. People just kind of having their arms crossed, not saying anything. It's like, just pace it, pace it better. It's like, it felt a little bit like uh, Filoni was going to the George Lucas school of editing, where it's like <laughs> line, cut, line, cut, line, cut. There's no L cuts, there's no J cuts. Everyone just says their line, then they cut. The pacing doesn't drive the scene, like the just the dialogue back and forth, but it doesn't really feel like a dialogue. It just feels like, saying words cut say your words cut and it just doesn't it's not engaging i remember uh jim maxwell uh like once reprising his own character wasn't for a single scene that was just (laughs) like you don't put clancy brown in more of the show come on it's like well he's already been in the other shows too but yeah, yeah but still it's like you know but um like I remember Jim Maxwell posted like after the first two episodes dropped, he just had a shot of Ahsoka drinking her coffee and he just and the one thing he said was boring. And I was like, Yes, Jim, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree, Jim. Like I understand, like they wanted to set things up, they gotta pace it out because it is a sequel to Rebels. I get it. But you still gotta keep it engaging, and I just don't think it was engaging for me. It, it got better in the back half of the season. Way yeah. better in the back half. So, but I also yeah. kind of see it as like how it is currently. Not everything is action packed, and you have to think like that whole time frame was a standstill. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's know? meant to be. Yeah, we've talked about yeah. this with Obi Wan. It's meant to be a lean section of the universe, like post Empire. There's not well, much happening. Obi Wan, it's very fucking cut and dry. At least this is. Yeah. it's expanding beyond. There's so many different avenues it's going. At yeah, least. yeah, well, we have a lot more time between Return of the Jedi and then uh, Force Awakens yeah, to play years. around with. Where yeah. we, yeah, we don't know what happened during this thirty years. Well, what it is is that it's Filoni is clearly stuck dealing with the sequel trilogy, so this is f- fixing that. He's got a retro. I feel like Filoni is is the, is the guy that has to come in and fix everybody else's homework. Like he's Pretty much. like every single time somebody <laughs> fucks something else up, it's like God, what did you guys fuck up now? It's like, it just, I feel like he's so annoyed with everybody. It's like, it, it, <laughs> this is clearly like Thrawn coming back is meant to be, this is the beginning of the First Order. It's what it's meant to be. It is. And so it, it has to fix this bullshit. So. Well, and think about it on a more meta narrative. Thrawn coming back is a promise to fans of like, hey, when Disney bought it out and threw out all the EU shit, we didn't forget about it. Yeah, and the one of the best characters. Care. Yeah, we're not tossing so the best character. He and he brought it yeah. back. Right. Yeah, and and that's and that's been Filoni's been been feeding us like that for a little while too, of just like hinting towards all the EU stuff that we that we like that we wanted to see that that Disney said no, we'll give it to J.J. Abrams, and he doesn't give a shit about any of this, so he'll just make his own stuff up. Yeah, um, I pointed this out. <laughs> we were talking about. Um, I was talking about how Abrams is a hack. Uh, so when they mentioned that the stormtroopers fly in Rise of Skywalker, and there's that there was there's an that interview bit. with John Boyega, and he's like, "Yeah, I saw that." Been fucking flying, and then and then like Daisy and Oscar, they're like, "What?" And he's like, "They've been fucking flying." 
Because like John Boyega is actually a fan of the fucking show. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Abrams couldn't even go out of his way to watch all the shit regarding the expanded universe. It's like, dude, they've been having jetpacks for fucking 40 years. Boba right. Fett had one in Return of the Jedi. What are you, what kind of asshole are you for not putting in the efforts? There's an entire flying jetpack chase sequence in Attack of the Clones. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he just couldn't give a shit. Flush. I love Dave Filoni for saying, I'm unflushing the fucking toilet. No, I'm plunging Thrawn back out. I'm mm-hmm. plunging all the shit back out that we wanted. Yeah. We're keeping it. Is, is, is Hera... Is Hera's kid Jason meant to be a play upon Han Solo and Leia's kid Jason from the expanded universe that they yes. throw out? Yeah, a little bit. I, th- I thought so, yeah. I thought so. It is. Okay. No more Jedi. No more Jedi kids. We don't need that shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little sick of it. It's like, oh God, everybody has to be a fucking Jedi now. I'm so sick well, of that. Well, that's why also, like he is connected obviously because Kanan is the father. Yeah. But I also mm-hmm. loved how he's like, can I make my own lightsaber? And Huyan's like, fuck no. <laughs> so they were so they were kind of basically saying like no kid fuck you we're done with that <laughs> oh how do you guys feel about the the theory that hugh yang is the one telling the star wars saga like he's, oh, he's the I one retelling it, it. oh jeez! <laughs> wow we get two different answers there damn I, that's I, I mean there was a whole theory that balan was actually the kid from Re- revenge of the sith one says master well, Anakin, spe- what did we do Here's, like come on that actually did not line up and they debunked that real quick because he was actually okay. a general during the order yeah um, yeah he was actually a, a legit ge- that's why he's older as well he was a general yeah he's during- anakin's age yeah 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 and that's why he knew so much because he was a because ge- even when Thrawn was like, "Oh, you're talking about General Valen," and the Jedi aren't called generals except during the wars, like the right. Clone Wars. True. So he was like, so he was a general. He was like a Jedi Knight slash like master, and that's also why he his like level is kind of like beyond Ahsoka's because you know he was trained so well because he was a general yeah. during. It, that's why he like left and he left before the order uh order 66 was made so that's why he wasn't like killed mm. I-, I do have to say every jedi that we find post order 66 is making order 66 look like an abject failure like it is it is presented as a success yeah, in revenge just, of the sith but like it is an abject failure they for just all the keep, Jedi that keep popping out. Yeah, they just keep showing up. Like, where were all these people hiding? <laughs> Where'd you guys come from? Well, you I also mean, gotta think, like, the the only way I could somewhat... They weren't all standing thing. next to a stormtrooper when it went down. Right. Well, and and I'm not I'm not saying that is a bad thing either. Like that is exactly what happened in Nazi Germany as yeah. the Jews I was escaped. Just about it to it say was like like, th- like that they're they're making a one to one kind of point of reference there. Although I don't know how I feel about the Jedi being like metatextually Jewish. Yeah, uh, we can revisit that some other time. But uh, that, that's yeah, a no, deep I, well. I see what they're going that's for. That's a deep yeah. well to go down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how do we feel about uh, Thrawn? Uh, we. Uh, Oh I mean, my just, god! I I have one criticism. One criticism. If you say he looks like Elon Musk, that's not. No, a fuck you. He looks exactly like he does, he should from the start. This is another thing I will say is a positive: the fact that they straight up and just said, you know what, like Marvel's not doing the whole live action to animation thing because they think that doesn't look right. Every other franchise is doing this now, and it totally yeah. works. Star Trek did it with Lower Decks. To Strange New Worlds, Star Wars is doing this now with Rebels to Ahsoka. 
Marvel, fuck you. Just fucking do it. Like, just who gives a it's shit? It's a stylistic choice. Yeah, nobody and cares. Like, it's just uh, a way of telling the story. Anybody mad about it? Can I point you to who framed Roger Rabbit? We've been yeah. doing this for a long time. We, we're okay with it. We're all grown ups here. We get it. Or if you are grown up, we can go to Cool World. Oh, oh. there you go. Exactly. Oh. It's, no, let's go back to who framed Roger Rabbit. Let's go back to the good ones. <laughs> Have you seen How the about movie? we do the Congress? <laughs> I mean, that movie is, is straight up just like what's happening now with AI, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Selling off your likeness for money. Uh, right. Yeah, but there's one criticism I have. How does this guy just keep getting away? Just like, they're running that into the ground. That they, Who, they, Thrawn? Yeah, he just keeps escaping. That That's like, that's core to his character. Like from from the books that I read, his whole thing is... Even in failure, I'm one step ahead of you. Like, yeah. you, like I plan my failures as much as I plan my successes. That, like, that's his whole thing. Like, he will not get caught because he assumes at some level he will fail, and he plans for it. And that's like, maybe he doesn't get the best wins because of it, but I think he yeah. gets away with so much just by going, no, I I understand that I can fail. I understand the Empire has this issue of underestimating Jedi. I yeah. won't do that. I like I he gets it and I love that. There was that meme that I sent to you guys, which was the uh that that quote from him, <laughs> that that fake quote from him being like, Yes, I'm trapped on the opposite end of the universe and all my forces are dwindled. Everything is going exactly to plans. Like <laughs> No, but he's also the type of person who doesn't give up and he also does channel other ways like think of it think let's go back to rebels real quick his whole plan of attack for everything was learn a person's culture learn a person's art yeah learn oh yeah that and you'll defeat them because you'll know how they were raised how they were born their beliefs all that through their art and the culture and their music. So first off, yep. he has a completely different way of analyzing things other than just like, oh, he's strong, let me beat. You mm -hmm. know, like, so he comes from a more, vastly more intellectual approach to begin with. And then not only that, but he's actually from the Outer Rims, from another universe. The Chiss, they're, yeah. he's, he's used to being fucking 20 light thousand billion light years away because that's where he came from yeah and do you so, know the do you know the background on the chiss jesse i don't have a fucking clue i thought he was Dude, like some okay. kind of a clone or something i don't even know i don't even i no. know him from just the shows i don't know anything about his culture or anything so you're gonna love this this is where the dunification of star wars is at its strongest <laughs> as because... if ezra showing up like later atreides ii didn't make it look like dune right that motherfucker um, about to like fucking liberate arrakis in that show dude <laughs> <laughs> so the chiss come from outside of like the known star wars universe where they have uh like basically um force sensitive super intellectuals that guide them through hyperspace like the thinking uh, computer people in Dune that like figure out their uh, their paths through oh, okay. space. Oh, the Mentats. It's like, yeah, Mentats. Yeah, the Mentats. Yeah, it's like they bas they're basically like blue Mentats. Uh, that's that's their like it's straight Dune. Like it is. As, oh, so, like, so he oh. is a, he is basically a Mentat. He's a thinking. He's a human computer basically. Yeah. 
He's an evil human computer. Okay, that's kind of cool. I didn't yeah. know. And, and, now and I know. That's, and he's actually th- also like a reject of his own kind. He yeah. wanted to get away from his own kind because he's like, we could do so much more. We could be so much greater. And hmm. the Chiss in general are like, nope, we're good here. We know our shit. We're good. So he actually, that's another thing. He's always wanting to grow. And that's why he he's, they, they also mentioned he's one, if not the only non-humanoid higher up in the Empire. Because yeah. he's so bloodthirsty. Because he has another way of thinking. Because, like he is literally probably one of the, if not one of the, if not the greatest Star Wars villains, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. love his the like comparisons to um, the character from Inglorious Bastards, the uh, the hunter Hans that, Landa. Uh, <laughs> Hans Landa. Yeah. It's basically the same kind of character where like his sociopathy has so detached him from humanity that he has to observe them to be part of it, and <laughs> that's what just makes him so frightening. That's why he. The, another reason why uh, in the books they explain that he's he studies art to understand his enemy, but also because he doesn't feel that inspiration within himself. Like he's too logical. He he's too logistic. It, yeah. He, d- he doesn't understand where it comes from within people to be inspired to make great art. So his great art is war. Like he, he even, I think that's one of his lines. It's like th- he chose to, to study the greatest art that there is and it's war and he's the best at it. Oh, so he's Sun Tzu. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. Another, another reference yeah. to like, you know, Asian philosophies within Star Wars. Um, this and this is why I'm hoping we get Filoni's movies out of this too, because if you give that man two or three movies that he can have dedicated scenes talking about what he's all about, people will start to list him up there with the fucking Joker as best cinematic villains ever, just because mm. he's so well crafted as a character already, and it really seems like Dave Filoni gets that. I think he like oh, genuinely yeah. understands this yeah. character thoroughly. I'd be shocked if they didn't commit to doing that as a trilogy, because at this point, like. You're not going to get anything in, th- in theaters with Star Wars for a bit, so I'd be shocked if they didn't just do them straight for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah, like, why not? Either I mean, way, that, I mean, that's what he's doing. That's the next step. It's Everyone's like, yeah. oh, is there going to be Ahsoka season two? I'm like, I hope not, because it should just be the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I argue this should have been a movie. I, like... I. I I, I can kind of agree. There's a lot personal of... Personal argument. Yeah, there is a lot of fat you could have trimmed, because the whole thing with, like... um. Well, the whole thing at the factory with like the Imperials insurgents being there, it's like it's a nice scene. Could have cut it entirely. Dis- we just got that in Andor. Yeah, yeah you know we don't I mean? need like, it. We, it's, yeah. we already we seen just it. got that. We stuff, just yeah. got it. It's like we don't need it. I get it. There's already still people around. I get it. But and every time we do like, an episode, I, oh, go ahead. It's a different. It's at a different time point though. You said Andor, but Andor's before the Death Star blew up. Yeah, this that, is that, after the yeah. Empire fell that's right true. so very we're true also coming at a different time point we're coming at a different standpoint now there is a lot of lapse between what we saw in the mandalorian and ahsoka because they're more toe-to-toe yeah um, yeah yeah just like when hera is like on trial to see if she's good enough to still be a general um mm-hmm. you know we have i can 3po shows up <laughs> No, not 3PO. I can never remember his name, and I fucking love him. Uh, the X-Wing pilot. Um, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Tava. 
Tabor, Captain Tabor. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, fuck you guys. What about all that shit that happened on Mandalore? What about yeah. all the shit that happened with this, with that, with, with, um, you know, like, what about all this other stuff that just happened? And they're like, oh, well, that was just a one-off. And they're like, really? Yeah. 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 And that's what they're it, it felt that's- it felt like the um the trial of Harry Potter. It's like, we don't believe you that Thrawn's returning. We don't believe that Voldemort's back. It felt like that bullshit. Right. It's like, it's like can you like take the advice of your generals, please? Yes, I'm but sure these rebel heroes are just any wrong. Government, <laughs> isn't that true of any goddamn government? Oh tr- yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So can, can I say one it, thing that really, I absolutely love? Just I have I have to t- cut and say this. One thing I'm thankful for. Thank you for not putting CGI Leia in this fucking show. You learned your lesson. Don't ever do that. <laughs> thank you for just having 3PO show up. <laughs> thank you. I'm so thankful I didn't have to see gummy faced Leia show up. And it made True. more sense because Leia's just like off always doing her own thing anyways. Yeah. She doesn't have time to show up and look dressed up nice. She's like, oh, here, I'm torturing this one fucker. I'm interrogating. Oh, send a note. So like it kind of <laughs> is like, it's <laughs> part with what she does anyways. It's true. But you know, there, there would have been so, like, if this was Abrams in charge, you'd be like, oh, no, totally put her in there. Put her in. <laughs> oh my god i don't think abrams would be able to handle this kind of material oh this no. is like he wouldn't give a shit he wouldn't even know what even half of this crap is character work with no mystery boxes uh oh well speaking of mystery boxes the one character i think did not get enough development shin hati uh i think that's like the biggest letdown for me is just like what what it is this character goes hand in hand with ray passing i guarantee you they had more episodes and more shit mm. but yeah. As I was saying earlier, they didn't know what they were going to do. They didn't. Yeah. And obviously, Shin's going to come back. Obviously, did she's he die come during back. production? Was it no, during it production? No, it was, it was right it was, after production. It was all. Okay. Oh, so they couldn't production. reshoot anything. They couldn't. Oh, they shouldn't. Okay. All right. They couldn't reshoot. They had to. They either could play it out and film themselves into a hole, or they could just cut. Yeah, I'd rather them cut and leave it open ended. It's also kind of par for the course too. Like Darth Maul didn't really get like anything added to him until the series. I can see Shin yeah. being set up as a character that like gets fleshed out more as more series get greenlit. Right. Um, Boba Fett had all of one line and five yeah. minutes like <laughs> runtime total, and he's one of the greatest fucking characters. You know, it, it's. The same shit. That's what Star Wars does. They get their bounty hunters for five minutes and then blow them up. I think we're also like, like she's the heavy. She's the muscle. She's like her function within the story is the same as like a big hulking brute that shows up in front of the main bad guy. If And Balin's not even the main bad guy at this point either. Um, I, I think it's just weird thing. to see a, yeah, it's just, it's kind of odd to see like a cute little girl be the, the heavy, you know, like, oh yeah, this yeah. is the one we send into battle. She is the Toph of Ahsoka. There you go. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I just, I, and, and like how on par for Filoni too, to, like all, all of his writing seems to be centered around like young women in the Star Wars universe. Well, yeah. you know Filoni um, worked so, on Avatar The Last Airbender, right? Oh, uh, that makes sense. That tracks. 
that's how he got his foot in the door to do Rebels and all that because he worked on Avatar Lost Airbender. No wonder he's handling all this Force stuff so well. It's that's, the same uh, thing, just different names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, full circle, to, guys. Full circle. With, with regards to one thing that kind of annoys me at this point, so why do lightsabers seem to not do any damage anymore? So Sabine got stabbed through the chest. Shouldn't, shouldn't her insides have been fucking liquid at that point? <laughs> well, first off, they did. They showed it was like off to the side through musculature. Okay. You know, they, they someone actually did like this whole like breakdown of like when uh, Qui-Gon died. It was like through his stomach, through his internal organs, like fucked. Whereas hers was like off to the side. Okay. So you could do the same thing with a bullet and a gun. I. It's all I, I also placement. like the idea. I like the idea that the Star Wars is a living universe where they didn't have the tech to save Qui Gon at the time, and they've developed it since then. Like, imagine mm-hmm. what Obi Wan does in his downtime. Like, we don't see much of it during you know the the movies and shows, but I could imagine him being like, "No, yeah, we need to like work with these people that I met on this planet. The the Kaminoans have to have yeah. some kind of tech that could help with you know like the these are these are like." Um, buddhist tech bros right like they mm. go out and go to cool meetings with alien species and and I, so i like the idea that maybe medicines progressed a little bit yeah think of it this way too how much time between episode one and ahsoka's happened think how much tech medical tech that's happened for us mm-hmm. and we're basically peons compared to like the star wars universe you know it's true it's true so I, I just like to do like a one-to-one, like, think of it this way. We only just put man in the sky a hundred years ago. That is a good point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, very, even very that, true. not even that long ago. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, we only just went to space less than a hundred years ago. We only Elon Musk's already trying plane. to get away from here. <laughs> yeah, we only just made the first plane in 1902 19, to 1904, and that was just a plane that went 30 feet in North Carolina from the Wright brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, it was only in the, the 60s that we went to the moon, and that was just the moon. It, you know, think of the, the, you know, we've cured so many things, and it's... So yeah, tech can evolve. We There's... It, we we've spoken about this in like other shows. Um, like uh, I remember when we talked to three about three ten to Yuma, how the doctors were like, "Well, if you're not covered in blood, that you then you suck. If you're a clean doctor, you're written off." But it's like, no, no, you want a clean doctor, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't want one. So, yeah. So yeah. I I have the opposite of a pet peeve for the series. Oh, what is that? I, a- what does that even I, mean? <laughs> I, I have now watched two Star Wars series in a row where I didn't have to think about, see, or hear Tatooine mentioned. Yes! Thank you! <laughs> I'm, I'm two for two right now, folks. I'm feeling yeah. good. Like, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good over yeah. And the fact we're getting Dathomir and the sisters. Oh! Yeah. Right? I, although I will say Dathomir is, like, gray as fuck. <laughs> that just, it's that was the one thing I was. Be. I know, but it was. But still, it's like I think you mentioned this, Seth, on an episode where it's like sci-fi is the chance to go and do like all kinds of colorful, wild environments. Why would you put me in a mud pit? Right. Like, 
Yes. It, we're in a literal mud pit in Dathomir. Because it is a swamp mud pit. It's this, the, the sisters, like, they're flushed out and pale and because they basically live yeah. in the darkness and the shadow and the mists and the swamps. I don't, I don't, is this actually Jedi Dathomir? F- like, straight up just Dathomir? Well, it's what? a different spot in Dathomir than we landed in Jedi Fallen Order. That's what I was sure. about to say. I was like, this doesn't look the same at all. Dathomir was <laughs> yeah. also, in between then and now, like, bombed the fuck out of, like, Mandalore was. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. So I just realized something. Wait a minute. You can just fly to Dathomir in Jedi Fallen Order, but in this case, you need to have a map to take you there? That was in Dathomir that they were on. So when Thrawn came from the Outer Rims, they were flying to Dathomir. Oh, okay. The planet that they were on was something else. Yeah, that's that's a totally unnamed outworld whalebone oh. planet. Oh, okay. Never, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not Dathomir. They were flying... Their, their hub, when they got back to their main thing, was Dathomir. And oh, so okay. Thrawn, the planet, as he's pulling up, like when he's like, I'm home, guys. Like, that was Dathomir. Yeah. Or part did, of it. How did Ezra get off the ship and no one noticed? I, I think their whole thing was like when he got the comms, they were like, oh, we're sending X, Y, and he's like, thanks for letting me know. I think that was his like, let me steal a shit, you know? Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's as forgivable as- He's also as, a war yeah. criminal- <laughs> So it, it's the last five stuff. minutes of the show. I'll let it slide, whatever. Well, and like Luke, Leia, and Han all take a Empire shuttle onto Endor in Return of the Jedi, and yeah. we just assume that they just got it. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, fine. You know, it's, it, somebody went on a mission and did it. It's just a nitpick. It's just a little thing. I was just kind of like, oh, how'd you get away with no one noticing? How do we feel about Ezra and his portrayal in this show? I I only have one issue. I am so sick of people using contacts instead of just doing eye color change in post. Oh, that we brings ha- up something I wanted to point out. Hera's eyes were driving me crazy. All, all, yeah, all the contacts in the show were a little obscene to me. But yeah. like, that's such a nitpicky, like small. Like, it did not affect my viewing at all. I, but I was just like, wow, like Wait, their I'm eyes sorry. aren't dilating. <laughs> I I hate to be the dude of this conversation, but you're looking at her eyes. I was looking at her ass. Wow. I, have I been will say, out. Mary Elizabeth Winslet has a has a hell of a dump truck, doesn't she? <laughs> Damn! Congrats, Ewan. You got a good wife. <laughs> Is that weird that that Obi Wan and Hera are married and have a kid? Is that weird? No, because they met on Fargo. In, um, and also his niece was in um, uh, Book of Boba Fett. And also his uncle is Wedge. <laughs> Wedge and oh. Is this just Star Wars nepotism? Let's play yeah. the Star Wars nepotism yeah, Dennis, game. <laughs> Dennis Lawson is his uncle. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. yeah. It's a family matter, you know? Yeah. I, Keep it, it in it, the with regard, with regards to Ezra, I think the actor they got is good, but I would have preferred Rahul Kohli from uh, Midnight Mass. Ooh. Although, I don't know how he would look with blue uh, contacts either. Oh, I think also, like... He that would just not have happened because, um, he he just he's doing literally everything under um <laughs> Mike Flanagan's oh my tenure. <laughs> yeah, Flanagan. Like Flanagan's like I have twenty things planned. You're in all of them. So he's already like. Yeah, I think he was probably. I think he was 
he was filming uh, Fall of the House of Usher, which comes out yeah. in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah. I, I get Save. what you're saying, but Mike Flanagan has him stacked already. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. With, with the one thing I will say just was just driving me a little nuts was you? the moment when Sabine and Ezra see each other for the first time and I'm, and they're just kind of like stand there and look at each other and I'm just like run into his arms you idiot <laughs> it's like where well, there's this there's so little like hum, human moments in the show that bothered me they, it's like it's a lot of like story 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 it's like you ever notice how in these shows or this in this show specifically, there's no like extreme close-ups of people's faces. Mm. I get you want to show off the environment, you want to show off all these visual effects, you want to show off all the plot, the props, and all that stuff. But if you're gonna do a show that's about a handful of characters specifically, you need to show that deep human connection. I feel like the show kind of missed the mark at a lot of places. Mm. You know, just like if they ran each other's arms, it was just like, extreme close-ups of their faces while they're hugging. Nailed it. But they didn't I do that. Agree, I agree slash disagree with you for the Sabine Ezra moment. I don't agree. I think they should have done what you said, though, for him and Hera. Because Sabine yes, and Ezra... Yes, yes. Instead of just while, cutting before they even get close right, to each other. So with, with Sabine and Ezra, it's still that awkward, are we brother, sister, are we lovers? Holy shit, I'm in denial. Whereas with Hera... Ezra was her kid. That's true, yeah. So, mm. with Sabine and Ezra, I could see it being like, eh, 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 hi, you, you know, whereas Hera, she would have been like, my baby. Mm-hmm. So, I so I agree with you, they should have done that, but I think they should have done that with Hera and not Sabine. Because also, yeah. you have to think, Sabine's still Mandalorian. She's training under a Jedi. She has that weird sense of, she just had her people blow up. She has that weird sense of, uh, mm, I love you, but I'm going to keep my distance. Whereas with Hera, that's like, that's my baby. Is is she the same kind of religious sect of Mandalorian as uh, Pedro Pascal's character, Jin? No, no, no. Couldn't remember his name. No, so Sabine's is really, she used to be like, part of a different clan who was similar to the Night Watch, but not a part of the Night Watch. And then they gave up what they believed in when the Empire took over. So she actually worked for the Empire. And then Sabine left the Empire and joined the Rebels. Mm. And like her whole like family plus her backstory is super rich. So Sabine's gone through... Uh, a lot, <laughs> to yeah, say the yeah, least. yeah, yeah. So, mm. including intergalactic yeah. travel at this point. That's <clears throat> I want to I want to touch on that for a second. Star Wars space is going whales. places. Yeah, yeah. Star whales. Star Wars has taken us yeah <laughs> to to new new places. A to- we've we've now touched a toe into a totally new galaxy. Um, I, I like. How do you guys feel about? The, the world between the worlds, like the expanding outside of the galaxy. Does this mean the Yogg-Zavah are coming? Like, you know, what what is, what are we feeling about expanding our Star Wars outside of the kind of D- hub did, that we Didn't they hint know? at that? Didn't they hint at the Yogg-Zavah at one point in the show? I feel like they, they, there's some line where they off-handedly reference it or something. 
I don't know. I mean, but but by having this access to this other galaxy, we get access to that stuff if we want it. Like, oh, they basically right. all the expanded lore. It's over there. We'll get it at some point. <laughs> you know, it's like what Marvel's doing with the multiverse now. It's like, yes, we'll get it at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's. I like them expanding. I'm loving where. Yes, like Anakin was still here, but he wasn't the focal point. Um, I love that we're expanding lore. We're expanding the type of lore. I mean, I'm all I'm the biggest proponent of Asian mythology and background, and that's initially where Star Wars came from. But like, I'm loving that we're getting like Celtic. I love that we're getting Grecian. I love that we're getting Norwegian. I love that we're getting all these different mythologies involved as well because it wouldn't mm. just be one centralized mythology just like just like earth the universe has different mythos as well so i'm liking right. that we're like tapping into all these other things it's opening up that doorway to just that that's why everyone loved mando so much it was the first star wars thing that wasn't star wars if that makes sense you know yeah um, and Star Wars is the, the wallpaper same, over top of a human story. Right. And it's the same with what Ahsoka is opening up is we're getting so much more. And I love mm-hmm. that. They even pulled in probably the worst Star Wars trope, which is the zombie stormtroopers. Now, what the of all the shit to pull in, the zombie stormtrooper storyline. Wow, that you really dug deep for that one. <laughs> Not really, because the Night Sisters are known for raising the dead in necromancy. That's part of their magic. But I mean, there's literally a Star a Star Wars book. I, I know, I know, called. I know. Yeah. But but it's like just of all the things to pull in, it just felt like, wow, we're doing this now, huh? Although, how fucking badass was that though? Like, come on, that, that was cool. So cool. It looks <laughs> yeah. so fucking cool. It was kind of annoying that we didn't get to see any decapitations because it's Disney. I was annoyed you by mean that. How the decapitation happened off screen, and then you just see. Oh yeah, they walk past the pillar. There goes the. But head. it happened oh. practically. Uh, <laughs> if there's one thing I could say that I am interested with uh, Snyder's Rebel Moon, I will say you're gonna get like Star Wars with violence, swearing, sex, and decapitations. It's gonna be just that because he originally pitched it as a Star Wars story. He said, I want to do R-rated Star Wars. And Disney just said, there's the door. <laughs> and they and they just went and made his own Star Wars. So that's the one thing I will say I'm interested in. We're going to make my own with blackjacks and hookers and forget the blackjack. And, and it's literally that. It's just blackjack and hookers. <laughs> it's, that's all it is. It's, it's just that Star Wars. So, I, you know, that's the one thing I'll say is that it does feel like the show is a little on the tame side because they can't show that stuff. I That, that scene specifically... I have a, a short anecdote about I after they kill all the stormtroopers initially, I had been looking at my phone for a second and I looked up and I was like, is that fight over already? Damn. Yeah. I guess that was just too easy for these guys now that they're all together. So I rewind and watch the fight over and then get to the part. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, they got through that real quick. I was like, damn, that was too fucking easy. Yeah. Um, rewind, rewatch it, and then watch through the next scene. I was like, oh, that's why it was too easy. I was thinking back to the Revenge of the Sith Plinket review where they're talking about like landing on Dooku's ship and just the the, uh, the droids are just there. And he's just like, you know, it doesn't matter if they're there or not there. It's the same scene no matter what. Do you get it? <laughs> In this case, it's like, yeah, it's not really the same scene because then they just get right back up again. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now we're fucked. I, I, and, and I think that's cool. That addition is cool because 
as we've learned across our tenures on this podcast, um, we tend to pitch stuff that happens. Like mm-hmm. I pitched Prey. Um, yeah. I I also pitched a Star Wars horror, which was based on that book, uh, mixed with a little bit of Alien. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to find out that that was their kind of testing the Star Wars horror waters and going, hey, uh, what, what does Twitter, what does Threads think about this? What does Instagram and TikTok think about this? Is this scary Stormtroopers fun for you guys? And if people like it, we're going to get some Star Wars horror. And I would be here for that. Mike Flanagan, you want Star Wars? We got the Call perfect the job man. for you. <laughs> you wanted it. We got the perfect job for you. Dude, I bet he was geeking if he was watching the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, he does oh, watch yeah. Star Wars. He watches it. Yeah. I mean, uh, can, can I ask one serious question? This is this is not like a joke or anything like that. Just, I, need, I need to understand this. Okay. Well, overall, I think the show is really, really good, except for the fact that the plot doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> In what way? So they no, need no, a please, map. Please, like, explain. To go f- Just... They need a map to go find Thrawn. So... A map was made after Thrawn was gone, but the map was apparently thousands of years old that Ahsoka found in some temple. So how is it that they knew? Because they, everyone says they don't know where Ezra and Thrawn went to. They have no idea. How is it that this, this map tells everybody exactly where to go if they don't even know where they went? So I can answer that. The, um, the three night sisters sought mm-hmm. Thrawn out. Okay. From and from our origin galaxy. Yes. Yeah. They sought him out because they sensed the presence. Like in that scene where they're like the threads of destiny bind us. That and then like um, Sabine showed up and. And then, like, Ahsoka showed up. They're like, that wasn't in our thread. We didn't see that. They sought out Thrawn because they knew, being a former Chiss, being between, he's been there, he's been to the other galaxy. Those Night Sisters, they were, like, banished there. Because, obviously, Dathomir was the origin planet. Um, Okay. it's part of their whole culture and their civilization. Like, they would go back and forth, back and forth. Because uh, it was made with their death, death and mirror magic. And so they sought out Thrawn. And they basically, through Morgan Elsbeth, sent... They were like, oh, well, we're on this planet. Let me... And then they sought out a night sister back in the galaxy who would be most inclined... To want Thrawn back, which would be Morgan Elsbeth. And they talk to her and they're like, okay, Morgan, here's what you do. But because Ahsoka was on her ass the whole time, Ahsoka also knew like where to go and all this shit. So everything was already laid out because, you know, there was more than just a Purgle who did space travel like that. They've established that as like other races before you know, knowing how to do this. So they had this map already. The, the Night Sisters were like, hey, we got your buddy. What? Here's, here's, we're going to send you directions how to get your buddy. Mm. Hey, college kids, okay. we got your friend. <laughs> like. Okay. So, so to, 
I, I something I said on the Star Trek episode recently, which I I would love to put into like practice here for a second. Um, space movies are the best when they're Navy movies. Yeah, uh, the Expanse, Star Trek, even Star Wars they fall into what ends up being like Navy storytelling. It's about ships and their captains and their crews and their voyages to new worlds. Space just adds the Z axis, but all of these stories should make sense on a flat ocean, right? So the the galaxy of Star Wars is like Europe just before the 1400s. Uh, they, they're aware that there's a lot of other stuff out there, other stuff that might even be like contemporary to them but they haven't traveled far enough to seek it out although there are some pockets of society that are more linked into like magic than science so the night sisters are part of a culture that are like more magically based and you would imagine like they they're tracking the purgle like they're they're interested in the natural flows of things so that's how they find out about this distant uh, galaxy, and we'll just call this functionally the Philippines for us. Like, if we're in Europe, this is the Philippines. And so, <clears throat> um, if I understand correctly, uh, Thrawn and and because of Ezra uh, and his actions, they were basically taken through these these like East India Trading Company shipping lanes and ended up in the Philippines. And they have no way of getting home because no one's making these giant ass voyages. Uh, the map that was needed was specifically to get to the location that showed the greater map. So like like Morgan Elsbeth and the, the ancient map that Ahsoka gets, that's like the meeting waypoint, like where we're going to meet up in Spain to head out for the Philippines. And so once they've gathered everyone there, they head out. Ahsoka misses the ship, but takes whales there instead. The, the equivalent of taking whales to the Philippines, <laughs> if you could do that as a Jedi. Um, she essentially does that. And once they've made it back out there, uh, they've got the point of origin to travel back from. Now they they have the, the the rest of the map, the trade winds that Thrawn needs to make the journey from the Philippines back to Europe. So if, if you set it like out of the, for me anyways, and maybe for listeners, um, if you take the Z axis out and just make it flat, it makes a little more sense of like, oh, they just had to go on a giant voyage and you don't do that unless you know where you're heading to, unless you're, Dumbass Christopher Columbus, in which case you do it genocide instead of an adventure. But, um, does that, <laughs> Fuck does that you, Christopher Columbus. And, and and check my work here too. Hope does that kind of track as to like the the real world no, that, functional storytelling great, like, we're doing. One, that's a great one to one. Okay, it felt a bit like Force Awakens, kind of it, it, like this is kind of like a redoing of Force Awakens, but doing it correctly. It's yeah. like why would Luke Skywalker <laughs> leave a map behind if he wanted to be in isolation? Right. Yeah, that is just to get the plot moving. Because it's a fortress of solitude that everyone knows exists. <laughs> it's a fortress of solitude where everyone can visit it at, at their own discretion. <laughs> yes. As long as you have the map from inside of Sleepy R2-D2. Yes. Yes. Why is he asleep? Shut up. Stop asking questions. <laughs> we can't turn him on. We don't know how. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> point is, this is done correctly. It yes, makes sense. Yes, I, I, I here here's a, a question: If this is leading in to the sequel trilogy stuff, do we think we're going to see like? I mean, are the three movies meant to be like back to back? Is there like a plan? 
or anything like that. So. God, I hope so. It's, a, it's, a, <laughs> yeah. I think it's supposed to be like the the um, Star Wars version of like Lord of the Rings. Okay. I think that's what Filoni wants. Definitely some we'll Lord of the Rings visual that, reference in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. When Balin's standing on top of the statues. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's I'll like do you like... one better. Uh, the the tower that they park the, oh. the ship oh, on yeah, top it's, of. It's, yeah, the, it's the giant the door. The giant <laughs> yeah. Bo- yeah. door they have to get in through it's across a of, huge yeah. battlefield. Like, they the went to the Lord of the Rings planet. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wargs, yeah. They went to the yeah. Lord of the Rings planet for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have this tri- we have this trilogy coming up, and then was it Daisy Ridley's got her Ray movie that nobody cares about? I don't believe it. Uh, that's that, that's as real as the Madam Web movie. I don't believe it. <laughs> Until I see footage, I ain't gonna buy it. And even then I don't care. Like I don't give a shit. You you botch that shit, just walk away from it. True. Uh, I yep. got a question for you guys. What's up? Uh, favorite episode and why? Mm. I'll start us off while you guys think. If you want to just uh, yeah, think no, for a no, second, please start us off. Um, it's 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 Thrawn's introduction. If I had seen that in a theater, yeah. if it had yeah. been made like a, a, as a movie for theaters, I would have shit my fucking pants. Like I would have absolutely like the movie version of this would have sent me into shock. And because that's how I was feeling sitting on my couch at home. Like I looked at Jesse and I was like, this is like a Star Wars, Star Wars cultural touchstone moment that we're observing in real time. Like this is nuts. I would have been like slapping people's arms and shaking in my chair. Like Mm. when Jesse and I went to see the Batman and he turned the Batmobile on for the first time. (laughs) Same shit, like exact same (laughs) shit. I would have been no good. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. it's gotta be Thrawn's intro. Just uh, what a payoff. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. He has the best musical introduction as well. He has the best music attached to his character. It's that pipe organ. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's like the best. <laughs> that's the, the best. The score overall in this show, there's a lot more oh, like real-world reference to the way that they're composing because like the the strings for the, the Stormtrooper zombies, that's straight out of The Conjuring, oh. man. Like, oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah. I was about to say that was, I was just about to reference that as well. It's like the Waltz of the Dead or something was the original inspiration. Oh, wow. Um, And then they altered it for, obviously, to make it modernized. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 The music stands out in this show a lot more than it did in like fucking Obi-Wan, <laughs> where John Williams comes back to do, you know, the theme for Obi-Wan and like you barely can't even recognize it. It's like. <laughs> Hum it for me. I, I'll pay you money if you can hum it. I, I wish. Uh, honestly, I wish. You ain't getting any money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, this, this show really, it, the production quality is really is really solid with this thing. You know, music, yeah. sound, visual effects. It looks great. You know, it it's just. Filoni's baby. It's, it really is. Yeah. I, I just wish it had a little more emotional impact for me. Yeah. I, it's it's, it's kind of, it's, it's not that it's dead. It's just kind of like, it's just. It's not quite getting there for me. Je- Earlier, Jesse, you brought up the the like George Lucas editing style, and I think yeah. I think that is intentional here. I think Filoni really wants it to feel like Star Wars, and that is for worse or better that feeling for Star Wars. I think it's an almost an impossible situation though, because I think about. Last Jedi got pegged for the exact opposite reason. The na- yeah. the dialogue was too naturalistic. There was too much emotive like close up going like. People don't 
seem to respond well it's a to situation. No matter yeah, what, you can, yeah. Maybe there's a middle ground, and and maybe maybe that looks like Dave Filoni doing movies instead of TV. The um, middle I, ground I, is Andor. But even uh, does Andor do like? There's not a ton of like emotional close-up stuff. Like the monologues Fuck are yeah, shot there in meetings. Still in. Andy Serkis's shit, still in Skarsgård, going off at his informant, like, screaming at him, like, what do you think I fucking sacrificed? Like, it is like a whole, it holds on him for like 90 seconds, where he's just like giving this tirade. Oh, like, yeah. Why did we not get that in this? Uh, I think we're different writers, man. Yeah. And different, right, different yeah. writers, and I think we might get that more so in the movies. I mean, the closest we got to that was, um, one of my favorite episodes was, the world between worlds, you know. Mm. With, oh, yeah, yeah. With Ahsoka, you know, she was going through all the emotions. Also, that is that a powerful girl, man, episode. Yeah. That that girl, man, she um she played Gamora, she was in Barbie, now she's Ahsoka. Like, she's a good little actress coming up there. Oh yeah. we'll just forget about 65. <laughs> we'll just didn't happen. Didn't Listen, happen. Actors but, gotta work, they gotta eat too. Everyone's got to work. Right. But, um, we'll pay you to run around in the woods for a couple of days. But it, it, that was very powerful, you know, because you're going through the emotions basically of her as a, uh, again, as a damaged child and going through her damaged adulthood and trying to make sense of it all. You know, it's that was really emotional in a different sense. Like, because that yeah. hit me. Like, I've never been to war, but I know what emotional childhood trauma is. I know what generational trauma is. You know, so my, again, I haven't been to war. I don't have like war PTSD, but I have fucking childhood trauma, you know, and just growing up with that. So that hit me in a different sort of emotional sense, you know? Mm. Yeah, to your to your point, I think I wonder because this is TV if there's just less opportunity for coverage. You know what I mean? Like when you're when you're shooting a movie scene, you're really meticulous about the shots you need to tell the story yeah. of that scene. Shooting TV, it's like these these sets got to cool off. We need, you know, to get people onto the next thing. Uh, I, I just I wonder if that's maybe part of the effect. And again, like another reason why I think they should push for the even if they are just pushed to Disney Plus put these out as films or, or mm-hmm. work with the editing community a little bit, you know, like every single one of these shows that we've talked about now has a movie cut on some kind of fan edit website and they're good. They're really and good. And the thing though, like you also have to work with your money. Yeah. 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 Disney's the money. This is what they want. And I think the compromise is, if you do X, Y, and Z, we'll give you what you really want. And Dave Filoni has <laughs> been working his ass off to finally get what he wants, which is the yeah. movies. Honestly, I just looked up what I just looked up what the budget for Ahsoka was. Uh, it was around a hundred million for the eight episodes. Six, or no, eight. eight. It's eight. Yeah, eight, eight. See, okay. see, just like yeah, there you go. It's, you can't even tell how many episodes there is. <laughs> it's like I said, there's some fat in there. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a hundred million to cut it right across eight episodes. Apparently, Skeleton Crew, which I don't even know what the fuck Skeleton Crew even is. Like, apparently, that has a budget of a hundred thirty-six million. Wow, they're putting all their chips into this thing that no one knows what the fuck it even is. Eh, like, I'm guessing that's their version of Firefly. 
Um, it, it looks like Firefly. I don't know. I don't even know. I know it has Jude Law. That's all I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's just 100 million across eight episodes. That's what does that mathematically come out to? What is it like? I don't know. Uh, 12, 15, 12 million 15, episode. 12, 15 million episode. That's on, that's on par with everything else. Yeah, it was the same for Mandalorian. Same for Andor was 15 to 25. Obi-Wan cost 90 million across this total season. Boba Fett was 15 million per episode. It's, it's on par. It's about yeah, the same. I, I, I just, I, I would much rather see six small Star Wars stories for $10 million each sent to yeah. theaters than six episodes of, of any of these shows. But uh, that's, uh, again, just my personal take. I, and, and how I prefer to consume the media, too. We, this is our first episode. We waited until all the episodes were out before we talked about it at all. Yeah. Well, because the problem is doing mid-season discussion is like we would begin to speculate, and then yeah. usually we're wrong. <laughs> so, well, not like, even how many that, of us? But the fact that there's so many different things, and like, you know, just by episode to episode, things can change, and it goes by yeah. so quickly. Like, and then you have like, a f- and I, because I watch like the the people who like break down the episodes and stuff, and even they're like. So about last week, guys, I fucked up, you know, (laughs) even they do that and they get like to see this shit ahead of time than we do, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like how many of us predicted zombie stormtroopers? None of us. (laughs) Oh, as soon as the Night Sister showed up and I saw the coffins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that was, I I saw that one coming from the end episode. That the Night Sisters were involved. I was like, sold, done. (laughs) I wasn't sure to what extent we were going to, honestly, uh, after what uh, Hope had told us, I didn't think we were going to see the zombies until the movie. I thought it was going to be like, you just wait and see what it's, what's inside of these coffins. Mm-hmm. I was I was ready, ready to have to wait, so I was actually kind of happy to get a uh, zombie stormtrooper scene of any kind. Yeah. Oh, speaking of nothing characters... Um, so, uh, Enoch and Maroc. <laughs> so, Maroc is apparently, like, a gaseous thing, and Enoch is, like, just a dude. <laughs> like, uh, so, the Maroc thing, I think that was, like... The, the, everyone thought that was the, Ezra for some reason. Like, why would you think that? That doesn't make any sense. I think that was just the Night Sisters, like, testing out their range. And because Oh, they also y- yeah, absolutely. And they also just needed an extra hand because, like, obviously, Balin and Shin were just like, can we use some help here? You know? Um, so I think that was, like, more of a test. Like, if they could do one person across a gajillion galaxies, then they could do an army up close. I, oh, yeah, yeah, in universe. Okay, you're talking in universe. I, I it, sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> tracking now. Yes. Out of universe, I'll tell you exactly why, Jesse. Toys. This is why we had Boba Fett, a, a, who was a nothing character in the original. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Needed an extra toy. I I love that these theory people will be like, "Who's inside of Maroc?" And I was like, "Nobody. Guaranteed. No one. No one is yeah. inside of that. There's no one behind the Knights of Ren. We have them to have more toys." <laughs> <laughs> This is Star Wars Even thing. More, less than nothing characters. The Knights of Ren. This is Star Wars whole thing. Just invent an extra character to make a toy for it. With mm. Enoch, Thrawn is supposed to have like, uh, if if you read Thrawn's lore, Thrawn actually doesn't die by the hands of any Jedi or Rebel. It's by his own man. 
Um, it's not Enoch, but it was another one who Enoch's like his number, his right hand man, basically. Yeah. Um, in his extended lore, he had another right hand man who's like betrayed him because, and that was the only way Thrawn died. Actually, is because his right hand man betrayed him, and he did not expect that at all. That was the one failure he did not plan for. Um, and that's what I think they're leaning to make Enoch as. Is is that? Mm. Uh, I mean, it, you can even tell, like, so, so someone mentioned, like, Thrawn never has his back to anybody because he always wants everyone laid out in front of him. Enoch is the only one he has his back to because he puts that trust in him. And that's what's going to bite him in the ass. So they're building up, e- huh. they're beating, they're building up Enoch as a greater character. I think, again, just like all other characters, Maul, Boba, you know, no lot, little to no lines, minimal screen time, but they're gonna be fucking bangers later on. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Captain Phasma. Listen, yeah, I, I think it's a cool design <laughs> thing. As soon as Enoch turned. And we saw that face inside of the stormtrooper helmet. the uh, The whole internet shit themselves. Like, yeah, I, I is get. He a, is he a droid? Is that what he is? No, I think he's just a hard ass fucking dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he kind of reminded me a bit of um, Maximilian from the Black Hole. Remember, you ever seen that movie? The Maximilian. The, the it's like a red pyramid type of robot kind of thing. Hmm. It's, it's not. It's not a great movie. Um, but uh, also going Black back Hole. to like Japanese tradition and lore though like there's this whole thing where like if you it looks like a samurai face well no i was gonna say if you break um a dish you repair it with gold so you can still see the cracks and how it was built back stronger they did the same thing with all of his troopers like especially Hmm. in uh in the bible enoch doesn't die that's that's his like his thing in the bible uh God just takes him to heaven and lets him skip dying. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if he gets if that's like a reference to the fact that maybe Enoch's not alive. Yeah. Like he's already he's already been resurrected. He might be like Maroc, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Some people were like predicting that Maroc was like Star Killer, and I'm like, stop trying to get Star Killer into this. You're that, never gonna get him. That happened early on, so there was like season. I'm mean, season two, this <laughs> episode two, so yeah. there's still a lot to go. Uh, everyone's gonna jump at the bit for their own theories. So, I, do, like, I just, I don't. It's never. There's no point. Yeah, it's, it's never. You can, you can't get to it. It's never happened in Star Wars ever. There's never been a this person is secretly this person yeah. thing. Snoke. Star Wars no. has always been very straightforward. It it, it is yeah. an extra character always. That is the answer always, unless we get a very smart filmmaker that spins that on his head eventually. But I, like that might be even be in the Star Wars bylaws at this point too. Do like you you must invent a new character for extra. Li- you know what I mean? Like it, who knows what's in their Bible? I don't know. But it's for toys. It's a hundred percent. It's just for yeah. toys. Yes. And I will get his Lego, the Enoch Lego. That is going to go hard as fuck. Oh, I hope fuck they make yeah. it as a. I hope they make it as a keychain. My Mandalorian is ready to retire. All of his shit oh, has dude, rubbed off. Same. Dude, my my Lego Boba has no legs, no hands. The cape's gone. Like I need a new one. 
<laughs> it's just Boba's carcass. <laughs> yeah. Hera's Lego is going to be a normal looking uh, twi- uh, Twi'lek, but she's going to have like two nubs on the back for her dump truck ass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, somebody pointed out, and I, I, I mentioned this as well. Like, Hera still has these goggles on her, on her head, and like, does she need those? Are they just there as like design? Because they never get used. They don't need them. She's inside of a ship. There's no wind. Like, I'll do you one better. Why does Han Solo need an ammo belt for a laser gun? That's a good point. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- uh, dude, like, I. It's just there for aesthetic. Fuck it. Who cares? I'm I think just, I, I think the answer, Jesse. Why does every anime Jessie... main character need a crazy hairstyle? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we could nitpick. Why Star does every Wars Gundam have sharp edges all over itself? <laughs> That's how you know how high a level it is. The more the more lines it has. Oh, <laughs> the more the more possible it is to accidentally stab its pilot, the better it is at yeah, fighting. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> That's the something uh, shaped like a fucking. <laughs> the inside is just shaped I, like a fucking porcupine. <laughs> I think we're we've really covered a lot of ground for Ahsoka without, you know, giving away too much for those who haven't quite seen it yet. Um, yeah, I think we have a lot of good stepping stones and everything for what's going to come. I'm yeah. very much looking forward to Dave Filoni getting his way. I, um, yeah. I mean, what are what are some Final wrap up thoughts, because before we end this, the yeah. show is good. It's good. It's just it just lacks that emotional connection for me. Yeah, I think for me, I'm I'm very satisfied with what they gave us. My concern it now lies within having a completed plan for the next part. God damn it! Please do that. Uh, and then <laughs> do not I, botch this like the sequel trilogy. And I think my other concern is the seven samurai thing. I'm 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 a little worried about having to get the band together and that taking up too much time since most yeah. of these shows I think we've noticed most of these shows kind of start slow. Um so I I'm a, I'm a little curious how they solve that problem going forward. Uh if it, if it is movies, if it is TV, uh however they decide to solve it. I'm 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 a little curious about that. I think that's my closing thought is just optimistically crossing my fingers that they have a plan and that uh, they have a plan for the boring stuff. Yeah. Either it's the Seven Samurai or it's the Avengers. It's one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to honestly piggyback off both of you guys. I think the same thing. I, again, I'm very much looking forward to what Dave Filoni has in store. I hope he gets his way. I hope Disney does not get in his way. And, Mm. um, you know, with the writer strike coming to a halt, we can hopefully get more stuff more quickly and maybe rest some of these theories we can um, have coming <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, well, the so. writer strike is over. SAG is still on strike, so there's they can write stuff. They just can't shoot anything. So hey, as long as there's something going on, I'm okay. Right. Yeah. A little more time writing is probably uh, apt for Star Wars right now. Yes. Yeah. You know? It would behoove them. <laughs> I think the only other Star Wars thing that's coming out soon is was it Bad Batch season three? They're wrapping up that series. Like anybody cares at this point. I mean I the know, the the shows the shows are the reason we're getting Ahsoka now. So I like. Yeah. It, it might be a little retroactive caring. I'm I'm wondering if those series don't get a little more cult status as people look back 
and and I just know, feel like we're so far. I just feel like we're so far away from all that clone stuff at this point. Yeah. I'm just like, it just who gives a shit? And I'm I I kind of been watching like an episode here and there of Bad Batch, and I'm just kind of like, it's fine. It's like it's it's I'm a record whatever. fan. What can I say? I love the big lug. Big um, Wrecker fan. Yeah, I, yeah. listen. John Favreau let Dave Filoni cook. The chef let the chef cook. You know? Like, <laughs> I'm happy about it. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that's about it for tonight. Um, so glad we could get together and talk Star Wars. I always love talking Star Wars. Um, Star Wars. And, yeah, I'm, I'm happy we're moving forward with this in a very positive direction, I think. So. Yeah. Me too. Even if it's meant to clean up the bullshit of the sequel trilogy, I will take it. <laughs> All right, guys. I think with that, we are going to say goodnight and may the force be with you. May the force be with you, too. May the force be with you.